So with all the trending that you showed, I was so excited to the beginning to have you on the show and finally we are creating an episode together. Yes, it's been years and I think the occasion is absolutely right today. So as you know, the theme of this podcast is Independence Day and the freedom we are going to discuss. Yes. So first thing I'm curious to know, how do you think the concept of patriotism evolved from the days of Independence Day or uh, Independence Day struggle in the modern era of the India from that era to the new era, how it has evolved. So if I can just take you back a little bit, the the very concept of India, uh, I think did not exist uh, before uh, we were conquered by the British because we were a set of very diverse uh, princely states which ruled over various parts of India. And uh, very importantly and very interestingly, the concept of India did not come from the rulers of India. It came from the people of India. It came from the movements that arose and that gave rise to the concept of unified India and how we should self-govern and how we should make our own destiny. So uh, if you look back to 1857 and subsequently how the independence movement panned out and how so many people gave such a lot of sacrifices for the nation, I think that has been a very, very important thing to remember that India is not only merely a geographic unit, but it is a state of mind. It is it is a concept that brings together a very, very diverse bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And what do you think, what role do historical events and narratives from the from that era play in shaping the patriotism of the current generation? Well, we look back at, uh, at the sacrifices made by our independence uh, fighters and our freedom fighters and what they have done. And I believe that it still inspires a lot of young people into working for the nation and making the nation a better place for everybody. Uh, even if you look at popular cultural context, you have a movie like Rangde Basanti, yeah. which transposes the youth and the current generation and, you know, a sense of disconnect from what we are trying to do. And also puts it in perspective of the freedom movement. And if you remember the the young people in that movie, the characters, they feel stunned as to how people could go to such lengths and make such sacrifices and go through such hardships for an abstract con concept called the nation, called India. And that inspired them to work towards making that change and making India a better place. Because you mentioned RDV, right, and Devasanthi, too, that was a perfect example of how, you know, people played roles, the kind of influence. Of course, the movie was an influence of what happened in the real life. So what do you think if there would be an RDV, too, uh, around Devasanthi, too, for the new world, what kind of movie and what kind of storyline it should be? Uh, there can definitely be a Rangde Basanti, too, because Rangde Basanti basically focused on... Um, on Bhagat Singh, Rajguru and Sukhdev. Mm -hmm. And they were very important players who flared up the public imagination uh, with their youthfulness, with, uh, with the kind of work that they had done uh, in terms of fighting against the British. And memories of, uh, of our national collective memories of Janyanwala Bagh and, and such massacres that the British that did upon us. 
So there are multiple such stories. Some of them are well-known, some of them are not so well-known. And I really believe that, uh, you know, instead of making documentaries which nobody watches, it is better to translate them into the context that the young people of today will be able to understand. Or even I would be able to, uh, would be willing to pay money to watch. So you're paying money, you're watching, and you're getting inspired to serve the nation. We all will look forward to the RDB too. I did. Too. <laughs> okay. So the next next thing is how have so of course when we are talking about the new world that what is the new influence of the new world so there's an technology that is evolving there's a globalization that's happening how do you think that affected the expression of independence the freedom in the contemporary India are there a difference between how freedom or patriotism was perceived that time and now for the new generation. Uh, that's a very good question. So let me break, break it up into three parts. One part is before independence, where people were fighting to get independence for India, to get us Swaraj, where we could rule ourselves and we could make our future. And a lot of blood was spilled, a lot of people went to jail and they endured huge hardships for that. But, you know, there's a saying that what got you here will not get you there. So once we got independence, then our mindset had to change. It, it had to go towards nation building. Mm -hmm. And today, you know, after uh, more than uh, five decades of independence, mm -hmm. uh, or going to be five decades uh, of independence, we are in a situation... Sorry, can we cut that? No, there's seven decades. Seven decades, mm -hmm. my mistake. Seven decades, 75 years of independence, yeah. we have brought ourselves into a position where, uh, you know, we are at strength. We are at strength economically, we are at strength socially, we are at strength internationally. We are a powerhouse in technology. So the second stage was building the foundation blocks mm -hmm. of the country. Mm -hmm. And now we have to build upon that foundation block. But in doing that, we should not undermine the foundation block and the lessons that we have learned from the sacrifices of our freedom fighters. And in doing that, we have to take care of what the greater interests of our people are. Mahatma Gandhi once said that a nation goes forward when you take care of the last person in the line. Mm -hmm. So your GDP, which is a very popular and a very lazy metric of growth, can grow. But with in, when inequality also grows, it means a lot of the people don't get the basic necessities. Yeah. So we as a nation, we as people, we as organization, we will have to ensure inclusive growth so that nobody gets left behind. And it is sustainable. Because if it is not sustainable, then the building might collapse. It might look very beautiful as it is right now. But to make it sustainable, we have to work towards building a strong, internally strong uh, nation with commitment. And technology is a major, major driver. And what technology has been used over the last 10 years, I think we are far ahead of the world uh, in, in terms of what we have done with things like uh, the UPI payment, uh, the digitization of various facets of public life. And I think that should continue. And I also believe that uh, that general people, uh, 
patriotism should not mean just thumping, uh, you know, uh, or being anti any other nation. Mm -hmm. It's important to preserve one's identity, but it should be how we look at ourselves, how we celebrate diversity, mm -hmm. how we delegate power to all sections of society, and how we are vigilant to maintain our freedom, to maintain our democracy, and to defend our constitution. Right. And to continue to that line that you have said, that Gandhi said, I think there's a popular saying that I'm not free until everyone is free. Absolutely, absolutely. So as you celebrate Independence Day each year, how do you think the meaning and significance, uh, significance of uh, patriotism are communicated to the younger generation? So I'll just, you know, slip it in a different way. How do you think what should be the right way of celebrating Independence Day, according to you? Uh, I think uh, the previous generation, that is my generation and the generation uh, before me, uh, have not done a good job in terms of explaining to my generation and me to the next generation as to what independence should mean to us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time to reboot that whole process mm -hmm. and, uh, and make people understand that nation building is as much a part of patriotism as celebrating cricket matches. Mm -hmm. And our patriotism should not show only in words and slogans, it should show in actions. Uh, in fact, I have this running fight with my chartered accountant every year <laughs> where, uh, you know, he says that I should take a larger refund of income tax and I say, no, it is my duty as a citizen to pay the taxes because that is the backbone of the nation. So I believe patriotism will flourish once we take on our responsibility as citizens. We understand our responsibilities as citizens and look at the collective good. So whether it is a small thing like, you know, spreading waste or throwing away a, a wrapper from your car, it starts from there and goes on to paying your taxes. It goes on to defending the institution that makes our country great. Mm -hmm. So you think the new way of, you know, celebrating independence is not just, a, you know, uh, doing some events at on 15th August, but also being consistent on the integrating level, on loyalty level, and, you know, uh, fulfilling our responsibility. Yeah, that's throughout the year. And that's how we conclude that that way we are doing full justice on 15th August. Absolutely. Celebration is very important. Mm -hmm. We must celebrate because every small victory, every, we must make ourselves remember that what we have achieved and also understand what is the path forward. Mm -hmm make photos so how can we ensure how can we ensure that the lessons from the struggle of the independence continue to inspire and guide the future generation in pursuit of a stronger united and progressive nation so the lessons of the past and the lessons of current uh, days we should learn about both our freedom fighters who have sacrificed a lot. However, I believe we should also learn about the nation builders, mm -hmm. the industrialists, the scientists, the doctors, mm -hmm. uh, the, even the farmers mm -hmm. who have worked tirelessly for making India medically uh, independent, mm -hmm. for making in the India industrially independent for making India a global technological world power, 
for making India food independent because till the 1960s, India was importing food. We were famines, we had famines and today we are a food exporter. So there are so many wonderful, inspiring stories that unfortunately get uh, subsumed or get covered by all the bad news that we get to hear and all the fighting and, and polarization that is happening. So we must understand beyond the polarization, whether we are on this side of the spectrum or the other side of the spectrum, mm -hmm. we are actually both fighting for our vision of India mm -hmm. and trying to make our institutions and the pillars mm -hmm. of our constitution stronger. Makes sense. Now we are moving to a little bit of another segment. We will talk a little light on the things. So now this is our next time which you call it. Funky round as we discussed here, you have to be really quick. Oh. You have to be on fire and you have to be a little tweak. So, yeah. yeah. Asking me to be brief is difficult, but I, I will try. <laughs> okay. So let's rewind history. What do you think? Which popular social media platform would Mahatma Gandhi use to spread his message of non violence and fear? Twitter. Or X as it is known. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> suddenly. Uh, quick, describe the feeling of patriotism using only, only emojis. Amen. <laughs> it's the salute emoji. With the salute emoji. And I think also there should be, you know, a happy emoji. Of course. They were all fighting with the smiles on their face. Don't you? Okay, there's a rapid fire round now. What does theater mean to you in one word? It means the responsibility to keep it going. Favorite okay. patriotic song, uh, okay, for like, you know, most, uh, Bob saying, amazing even. So but just one line, two lines from favorite patriotic song. Okay. If you could time travel to witness any moment in history, though it can be anything, what would it be? It would be the 1857 revolt. Okay. Uh, because there was a lot of Junoon, there was a lot of fire, It because the later... Uh, freedom movements also had a lot of passion, but the raw emotion was there far more in 1857, where mm -hmm. a lot of people knew that they would lose, but they would, they still went on to fight a heroic battle. That was the most fearful moment that you want to. I think so. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what's your ultimate Independence Day celebration? Uh, you know, tradition, if there is any. Well, it's the flag hoisting and singing our uh, national anthem, mm -hmm. other patriotic songs, mm -hmm. and uh, it's the community getting together. You see, Independence Day for me is not an individual event, it is a collective event. Mm -hmm. So every community, every neighborhood should get together and celebrate it. Self, uh, if you could have a conversation with any historical freedom fighter or uh, someone from the history of that time, who would it be and what would you talk? Um, it would be, uh, I'm Bengali, so I think I'm biased that it would be with Nijadi Shubhas Chandra Bose. Uh -huh. And, uh, I would try to understand from him 
things that I don't agree with uh, as far as he is concerned. Uh, basically relating to his alignment with the uh, with Germany and Japan and building up the movement, which was was pure raw patriotism. But uh, I'd like to understand from his perspective and at that moment of history, how he thought it would help us, uh, you know, get to our greater objectives. Indeed. Also, what's the most creative way you have seeing someone in the new era or the prior era express the love for the nation? I think uh, the love for our nation actually comes across in the best manner uh, from our sports people. Mm -hmm. uh, so Meera Chopra uh, won the javelin uh, gold and his celebration was not the celebration of an individual his celebration was for the nation and what he could do in track and field events for our country, transforming the way, you know, a generation will look at track and field events. So I think that for me, that moment was beautiful. Uniting everyone to a moment where there's a collective happiness, collective joy, collective proud. And inspiration mm -hmm. that yes, we can do it. Okay, what uh, if you could add a new element to the country's flag? If you get the choice of you get the ability to make the decision, what it would be, one element to the nation. That's a very difficult question. Um, if I was to add one element to our uh, nation's flag, it would be something that relates. To what we have done in terms of our technological progress. Mm -hmm. So what exact icon, uh, you see I'm not uh, artistically gifted so I'm not a visualizer, uh, but it would be something to do with our space research, with our nuclear advancements uh, and the innovation that we have exactly, went to that world. Exactly, that is what it would be. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Ashok Chakra represents the past and this will represent the current and the future. Okay, okay. And any favorite quote about liberty? Uh, the price of democracy is eternal vigilance. Yes. If you can just elaborate a bit more to the audience. So, uh, I believe that, uh, you know, when we attain freedom, freedom is like fitness. Hmm. Um, you know, you can get to a stage where you are very, very fit and you are uh, very shapely. But once you get there, uh, you need to work even harder to ensure that each of the elements that got you there are maintained. Uh, so therefore, you know, in fitness, you look at the vigilance in terms of your exercise routine, your food routine, your sleep routine, your mental health routine. Similarly, in, in democracy, we have to look at each of the pillars of democracy, how we are making it stronger, which means uh, an executive that is uh, that is independent of the uh, of the legislature, the, the political class, uh, a judiciary that has its own mind and defends the constitution, a press, uh, you know, which does not get biased towards one particular uh, group of people, and community institutions which have a voice because they actually go deep into the ground and they can bring the voice of the people uh, in front of the nation. Beautiful. Also, would you rather have the power to end the poverty or ensure the world peace? 
I would definitely end poverty because if we end poverty, the the reason for conflict mm-hmm. will disappear, mm-hmm. uh, and and that will I think lead to world peace. And not agree more. Like just a very example, like you know, every time you see some street fight happening between two people, I don't know why there are hundred people around. Like I don't know, कुछ काम नहीं क्या? I don't know. I don't understand why this happened. So of course I can't agree more to this. That's a part of the entertainment type. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they egg people on fight, 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 fight with each other. Exactly. Imagine you are designing a new currency note for your country. What symbol of freedom would you include? Another difficult question. What symbol of freedom I would include is is a representation of the diversity of our nation and how we have. Uh, so when we when we attained independence uh, it was said in the western media that india will not survive because it is far too diverse in terms of our ethnicity in terms of our looks in terms of our food habits uh, religion language everything is different and how we leverage that diversity to make it our strength is something that the world needs to learn from and that is what i would put on my Yeah. Currency note. What I can visualize is like a kind of an NFT token. Remember, there is a news that that token has, you know, right, uh, right. it's going to cost like billions or what. So where you are going to, you're able to put thousands of pictures, which include everything that you want. Absolutely, an NFT token kind of picture. With that said, one thing that I'm always curious to know from my guests: what is the one trend, Bobby, that you would like to see more evolving in the new world, or one trend that you would like to see more embrace? the one thing trend that i would like to see evolving or embraced uh, especially in the context of what we are discussing today independence mm-hmm. is uh, people understanding that it is their own responsibility to create their own future and the future of others mm-hmm. and thus acting with purpose with meaning mm-hmm. uh, towards building the nation I think that's a trend that we all agree to, and we would all love to see more evolving in India. And I, and I I would like to add here that uh, you know uh, there is a, a an epidemic going on, and that epidemic is that of mental health. Yeah. And uh, yeah. a lot of young people are not finding the purpose. They don't find the meaning. Why would they wake up in the morning? Uh, you know, and that can actually be transformed into energy. That is latent energy in the youth. Mm-hmm. and that can be transformed by making them feel that they make a difference not only to themselves but why one to the world around them so once we achieve that i think uh we will be able to solve a lot of our issues beautiful and that's it thank you so much of any happy independence thank you so much happy independence day to all of us all of us and more freedom like i don't know everyone as bobby mentioned that Though we all have that individual sense of freedom, but at the end, it's all about creating an essence of unity, togetherness, a sense of joy which brings us together. So I hope you are going to feel the same on this Independence Day, and happy freedom. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Bob. Thanks.